It's trash day, I'm putting you out, it's trash day. Putting you out, it's trash day. Putting you out of my mind. It's trash day, I'm putting you out, it's trash day. I'm putting you out, trash day, I'm putting you out of my mind. Now I'm gonna clean up, now I'm gonna clean up, now I'm gonna clean up the house. Taking all your garbage, taking all your garbage, taking all your garbage. And welcome back to Can Crushers Wrestling Spotlight. I am your host, Mark the Mark Martinez. And guys, you know where you can find us. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All of it is at CanCrusher69. You can also check out our website, cancrusher69.wixsite.com backslash cancrushers. You'll be able to get all of our episodes there, along with Spotify, Apple iTunes, and the list can go on and on and on of where we are at. I am super excited to have, this is going to be a fun one. I really, really think this is going to be a fun one because I have seen Jason Tyler from the day that he has started until now just continue to grow and grow and grow. And there's a lot of memories that I want to bring up of when he was training and so on and so forth like that. Um, I, I don't want to ruin anything, but this is going to be really fun. He is the sexy fireman. I got to know, I know somewhat probably the backstory behind it because real life he is a fireman, but why did he stick with that? And so many other questions that why the hell did he put twerking into his uh, whole resume? And did he get trained? By anybody to twerk. I think I have an idea who might have shown him to do a little bit of the moves twerking. But again, we'll save that all for the interview. Jason's on the line, so he's ready to go. This is going to be super fun. Guys, you know that we are sponsored by Collar and Elbow. Hats, hoodies, tees, all that sweet-ass shit that Collar and Elbow has. Head over to CollarandElbowWrestling.com. When you check out, use promo code CANCRUSHERS, all one word, capital C and CAN, capital C and CRUSHERS, and you will save 10%. Don't forget to also check out all of our merch that we have. It's linked on our website that I already told you. Buy some hoodies, buy some tees, there's leggings, my wife is pretty pumped about that. And I got my stainless steel cup the other day that is a great tumbler. Holy hell, guys. It's really awesome. I had coffee just sitting around the house for a while, and it kept it super hot. I'm not going to mention that it's a Yeti one because it's not a Yeti one. But still, nonetheless, it works. It's really awesome. Check out all the merch that we have there. And when you get done listening to Al Snow, we'll have Jason Tyler, the sexy fireman, coming on Can Crushers here in a moment. Wrestling a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. And 
And welcome back to Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. It's the spotlight time, and I told you I was excited in the intro that I have the sexy fireman, the 3RW heavyweight champion on the line. And let me tell you, he starts the fire in your heart, but really starts the fire in your pants, Jason Tyler. Jason, how the hell are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Good. Um... So tell me where that tagline came from, because I know it's true. It, it really is. I don't know. I think I honestly can't remember exactly where it came from. I think I just came up like I was just bullshitting and just like thinking about wrestling. And I'm like, that'd be funny as hell. So I'm just like, OK, I, I'll, I'll go with that. And then I forget where I said it, when I said it. But it stuck. It stuck with it you. Stuck, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have to have to I have to think that chest flexor has something to do with setting the fire in your pants, right? Oh, chest flexor, he's a character, trust me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, all right, before we get into you, you have a huge title match this weekend at 3RW in West Virginia. You're defending uh, the title against kind of a newcomer, magnificent Gerard Garrett. Uh, where where the hell did he come from? How does he get a title shot when, you know, you're the man there at 3RW? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the Saturday um, in McMacken, West Virginia. It's going to be a good show. It's uh, the first championship I ever won in the wrestling business, so I'm very proud to hold that championship. And uh, 3RW is making its return to a live crowd as well, so uh, we're hoping to keep it hot in uh, McMacken. But um, magnificent Gerard Garrett, uh, he's an ICWA graduate. Uh, I, I've been around him when he was training, and I've seen some of his Proving Ground series matches. And uh, he's a stud, man. He, uh, he's a big boy, and I'm looking forward to getting in there and uh, seeing what he's made of. So you got this title. It was from Highlander, and he's held it for 20 years. Is that correct? Like, I... Don't throw me under the bus. I, I really, I don't know the, the history of 3RW, just getting into it and everything. He's held it for 20 years, and you got it off of him. Yeah, he was, uh, the last time, uh, he did win it 20 years ago, and then when we came back and did these shows on, these great shows on YouTube called uh, Body Slam and TV, I got the opportunity to uh, compete against him, and I won the championship. So uh, he was champion for 20 years. I think that says uh, all it needs to say. But, uh, yeah, it was a really, really cool moment. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Congratulations to you for winning your first championship. I've seen everything you've done um, being a student in the IWC uh, part of everything. But we'll get to that because I remember you kind of like lingering around the ring and you, you, you have one of your so-called air quote friends just beating you all the time. But we'll get there because I want to know where where did the love of professional wrestling come from? Who was the first one that said, hey, Jason, you have to watch this. This is what you're going to do when you grow up. I remember it like it's yesterday. I'm in Miss Brandt's first grade class, uh, and I, uh, my lifelong friend, Robbie, uh, he, we were in the cubby section, and he comes up and puts me in a big bear hug. And like I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? But like I didn't say that. Of course, I was five. So it's like, like what, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I saw it on Monday Night Raw. You need to watch it. I'm like, what's that? And then he told me about it. And I never missed an episode from there on. I've watched it 
ever since I was five. I loved. I fell in love with it, and I knew the moment I the moment I watched it, it was what I was going to do. You're a little younger than me, so I have to I have to think that you were what mid of the ruthless aggression era back then. Yeah, I started. I vaguely remember really being excited to see the Armageddon 2003 DVD with Triple H on the front of it. Okay, so it has to be somewhere around that time that I started watching wrestling. But I, I know you're a student of the old stuff too, because you can see it. And I'm going to bounce around, so don't. <laughs> I'm not knocking you. Don't think I'm going to like have boom, boom, boom. Uh, I know you're a student of the game because of one of the spots that you get in every one of your matches. It's uh, like an homage to Dusty. So Dusty's got to be somebody that you've always looked up to. Absolutely, yeah. The, he uh, he definitely he was just a different breed. He didn't have to have a six pack and muscles to get you to invest into what he was doing. And I've never been that kind of guy. I've always kind of been the bigger, heftier guy. So I definitely gravitated towards Dusty uh, growing up and watching him. In that the the elbow spot that yourself, Colt Cabana, a lot of people do. It, to you, is that the, the biggest thing you can do for Dusty since it's kind of like his signature? Yeah, when people think of Dusty Rhodes, they think of the elbow, the bionic elbow. And, uh, of course, being the sexy fireman, I can always hit those jabs, do a little funny dance, uh, and then hit that big elbow. And, and I just love hitting it. It's the homage to him. And uh, it's always going to be – there's not going to be a time in wrestling where people aren't paying tribute to him through that bionic elbow. And I'm just happy to try to keep it going. So uh, you named Dusty as one as one of my favorites as well. You, you've been in the, the business for four years, but when you were growing up, who else did you gravitate to? Who were some of your favorites? I grew up uh, – I liked uh, – well, growing up, Triple H and Shawn Michaels, it was uh, – they kind of went their separate ways. It wasn't DX. Uh, I really liked Sean and Triple H, but I was a big John Cena fan growing up because I started watching around the time that he beat JBL at uh, WrestleMania 21. Or, no, I was watching, but I remember that specifically. And then he came to Raw later that year because I was a Raw guy always. So uh, I was excited for that. So Cena, Triple H, and uh, Shawn Michaels. Okay. Uh, so far, you, you, the guys backstage, if, if you would have talked to them, throwing you under the bus. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, you know, they know that I always uh, make a comparison to who you are. And we're slowly building up to that. I got two of the three already pegged. It's the third one that I think I have to think about. But we'll get there again. We'll get there. Um, so when – I know you said after you got the bear hug, you knew this is what you are going to do. But – um, you were young. When did you decide, you know, after graduation and everything, you're like, yep, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to, you know, find a, a reputable school and go. How many schools did you look at? I didn't even have to wait till after I graduated. <laughs> and I knew this, that this, I always told my family, told my friends. I was known as that kid who literally – People were like, oh, that's that wrestling kid. That's the kid that likes wrestling. I always had yes. a wrestling book with me. I, I read that uh, Have a Nice Day Mick Foley book until I wore that book out, and then I got another copy. I was known as the wrestling kid. Like, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I wasn't shy about it. 
I wore those bright ass purple John Cena t shirts all the time. <laughs> looking, looking back now, I'm a little embarrassed by that, but uh, not too much. But I was like neon John Cena colors all the time. So, uh, yeah, I was that kid. So I knew it. So uh, I graduated high school in 2015 and I got a job working uh, in a hospital because I thought that's what I was going for because of firefighting and all that stuff. I thought that was the field I was going to be in. And uh, then I started hunting ghosts. And then that uh, was a big part of like early 2016 until I, I completely forgot. I don't mean to ramble. No, I, I need to find out about one of the things you said. Continue to ramble and then we'll go back. Uh, I so in 2016 I was looking at uh, PWX and IWC. Those were the only two schools I could really find. I sent Plummer an email that I forgot that I sent him, and I don't think uh, Miller ever got back to me, but Plummer did. And then uh, uh, then I started. I was working at the hospital, and then uh, I went and did the tryout, and then. All the way through training, I was working at the hospital, and then, um, yeah, so I did, that's how I got into IWC, was uh, an email that I forgot I sent, and I, and I don't, and I absolutely would not do it any other way. The ICWA is the best of the best. Agreed. Uh, agreed. Uh, I know your trainers, and we'll get into that. I need to rewind how the hell didn't I know that you were a ghost hunter? Uh, did did Hooven get you into this? Because I know he's part of the paranormal and everything. And uh, we're breaking the fucking fourth wall already. I know you and Hooven are buddies and, and all of that. But holy shit. Tell me about this ghost hunting thing. I don't care about you going to school or anything or anything more. <laughs> ghost hunting. Get into that. So, uh, yeah, around 2016, um, I sent an email to this ghost hunting group. I've loved the paranormal. I was a big Zach Bagans fan growing up because he came out with Ghost Adventures around 2008. And I remember being at my uh, Uncle Mylan and Aunt Kimmy's house watching Ghost Adventures on DVR. And I would just rewatch it and rewatch it. It was kind of the exact same way I was obsessed with wrestling. I was obsessed with ghost hunting. And I'm sitting at my desk right now and I literally have like maybe a hundred books on ghosts from all over the world. I just love reading about it, learning about it. And then um, I was like, okay, from here, I actually want to go out and do it. So I bought some basic equipment and I joined this team. And my very first investigation that I did with them in 2016 was a demonic possession case, uh, supposedly. So with the paranormal, you always take everything with a grain of salt. Because it has to, your job is to prove that it's happening, or get evidence to show people, hey, this is what's out there. So it was. I remember. I'm not going to say the street name, uh, but I remember the the name, the street name, the address, the lady's name, all that stuff, crystal clear, like it was yesterday. She was in a forklift accident, and they say that uh, demonic possessions can happen when you're at your most vulnerable. She was in a very bad state. And uh, supposedly something might have attached to her then. And then her family got very concerned. So they called Haunting's Research. So we went up there and I got there. I was so green to the paranormal thing. I'm so giddy, so happy. 
uh, I'm just sitting out. I was in Pittsburgh, so I was like, I've never driven in Pittsburgh for that much. So I got there early. And I didn't realize, because I was like, I saw something in the window. She was looking at me the entire fucking time that I was sitting in my car. And it was creepy as hell, because I didn't realize it. I'm like, that's like a mannequin or something, or like a stand-up poster. And then I get out of my car, and she's staring daggers through my soul. And I'm like, this is fantastic. So we get in the house, and I have, I have my recorder going, and I'm so excited. It's my first time. I'm breaking my paranormal virginity and we walk past the steps and she is crouched over growling at the top of the steps mumbling and the chills went up my spine. So she's like, she kind of got in. It was, she was going in and out of it and in and out of it. And, uh, so the guy who was like, he wasn't a priest, but he was involved in the church somehow. He started saying uh, in the name of Jesus and all that stuff, and she just went batshit. And the holy water came out. I am not making any of this shit up. Uh, I take the paranormal field 1,000% seriously, like just as serious as wrestling. I'm not going to fabricate anything. She swung at him when he brought out the holy water, and then they were like, okay, everyone out. Uh, the church is going to come in, do their exorcism, and take it from here. And that was, I dove headfirst into the deep end, my very first investigation, and I couldn't get enough of it. Have you had one better than that since then? So I've been, so I've had stuff, like, I did it for maybe a year and a half because I was doing paranormal and wrestling at the same time, and my first love has always been wrestling. So I kind of had the paranormal group take a back seat and they kind of didn't like that. So they uh, gave me the old heave ho from the group. But, uh, so I haven't done it in a, like maybe a year or so. And I missed the piss out of it. I would do it again in a heartbeat. But, uh, I traveled mostly in, uh, Pennsylvania to do it. That's where all of our cases were. And we'd go to residences and stuff like that. Who thought they had, uh, uh, activity going on. Well, there's one place uh, right like maybe five minutes up the road from me uh, called Warmer Mansion. And the only reason I'm saying that is because I, I'm not saying that to give away where they are, but they pride themselves on their history with the paranormal and their bed and breakfast. So you can actually stay there. And every time I was in the master bedroom doing a EVP session or anything like that, I would get scratched. And then uh, I had chains rattle behind me. I've gotten crystal clear photos and EVPs of two faces on the second story. And then uh, I go back because we came out with a DVD called Haunting of Warmer Mansion. And the, there's a photo in the DVD of the same exact face that I got four years later in the same area of the house. So that just solidifies to me that there is something like people were uh you have the right to what you believe and your opinion so if you don't think ghosts are real that's perfectly fine but i know for a fact or my experiences that they are and that just solidifies it having five years four years of a difference and getting the same photo in the same face in texture color shape it's just fantastic that's there, there's so much I want to bounce off of here because one, 
you're the second person in a row that has been linked to the paranormal community. Uh, Shauna Reed, that has worked on AEW and works at uh, Future Great Wrestling, has done the same thing. She's taken a trip somewhere. Damn it, it's on the it's on the spotlight I did with her, but I think she's going to like Rhode Island to do one. And I invited myself to that one, but she said no. That's a that's like a whole girls one. So yeah. I I brought up that me and her should go to, because I, I always wanted to go, but I'm chicken shit, Jason. I'm chicken shit, so I need somebody like you or her to be with me. Um, I want to go to Alcatraz, and that's actually one of her bucket list ones, too. So can I get this whole fucking group of us to go out? You guys do your thing and protect me, but I want to mm-hmm. go. I, I want it, I, I'm, because I talked to Hooven about this as well when he told me you know, he was involved into it. I'm so into this. One, I don't want to spend the money. I just want to go along and be you guys' bitch and just see what <laughs> you guys see because I, it's fascinating. It really is. Oh, yeah. I'll be game. I, I, love, I love the West Coast. I'm not paying I for it, know. though. I'm just, getting, I'm just getting us together. That's all. Jesus, okay. don't think I have, like, storage money or anything like that. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. No, but I'm going to do it. I just got back from Vegas, and it was the first time I was ever out West. And if I could never come back... I would like I'm very disappointed that I couldn't just live in Vegas for the rest of my life and never come back to Pittsburgh. It's beautiful out there. And uh, yeah, I so I would go out to the West Coast to hunt ghosts in a heartbeat. Right. You you came back. I know you're probably just on vacation or something, but you came back at the perfect timing because, Christ, we had snow this morning up in my neck of the woods that, you know, yeah. Welcome to freaking winter in Pennsylvania. It starts early and it never ends. Right. Yeah. So this isn't a paranormal one. This isn't a paranormal podcast, but I want I want to dive into more of that with you at some point when we meet up because I would love. Do you have the DVD for sale for people um, that that's out there that loves stuff like this? Because I'd love to steal it from you, literally to steal it from you and watch it. Yeah, I have a copy of it. I'm sure that they sell copies at Lumber Mansion. I can call the owner and see. Oh, you know, and, I, uh, I can do that too. I don't have to be that much of a jackass. Yeah, but no, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, Lynn is super sweet. Uh, if you call her up, she, I'm sure she has some copies of it, and uh, she could probably hook you up. Nice. Yeah, guys, check it out. I, I didn't. You've blown my mind already. I don't even care about wrestling anymore because I will talk to you about this all the time. But you, I need protected. Did you ever get like a scary moment, like where you actually um, did you get a bruise or anything? Is what I'm saying because I, I'm personally one that I know they can push you, they can scratch you, they can do stuff to you. Did you get any of that? I've been uh, scratched. I've been pulled out of my bed in the middle of the night. I've been attacked while I was sleeping. Uh, I've had everything that magic. I haven't been possessed. It's not like I've never had that before. But I've had. I've been scratched. I've been pulled out of bed. I've been attacked. Uh, everything. Uh, it's a story. Like I, I can go on and on about my ghost experiences. Oh, that apparently I need to start another podcast. Ghost yes. experience with wrestlers because I, I was shocked to find out how many people, just you, knowing that how much you guys, meaning you guys as wrestlers, are also involved into the paranormal. Because after I talked to Shauna, I kind of dove into it and I saw that this person likes it, this person likes it. I'm like, are you kidding me? These guys are all. Normally, it's like you all like Marvel and superheroes and everything, but there's a sadistic ones, me, you, Shauna Reed, that, Hooven, that 
want to speak to the dead and get beat up. Yeah, that's that's exactly. It's so much. There's the correlation between uh, the paranormal and wrestling are insane. It really is. All right, so you decide to go to training. Back on track for wrestling. So you decide to go to training, and you go to IWC's training camp, um, and all of that. And I know this because I was at every event, and I'm still at every event, and I see you. One, you have to do your due diligence and be like the ring crew and security and everything. And then we'll get on to training here in a second. But you had one person as you were security and ring crew just shitting on you the whole time. Why does Balk hate you so much? I don't know. You'll have to ask him that. Uh, he's gotten, uh, ever since he's teamed up with Xander, he's gotten a little bit uh, not not unnasty but uh he's opened up a little bit more i think palace even said after that match at winner take all he showed heart and uh he started to open up a little bit more but back then he just loved messing with me he would sit on my lap when i was there he would smack me he'd scoop me and it was it was it's it's bulk he's 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 great he's great you he's had your, nasty, though. But he is great. nasty. Well, he's not as nasty anymore, as, as you said. Uh, you had your first match against him, but now that he's champion and you have years under your belt, you know, uh, could could we possibly see like an inter-organizational match, champion versus champion, or do you just want to take the IWC one so you can be uh, two belt sexy fireman? I should have thought oh, of that I'm saying good. a little bit better, but. <laughs> Hey, I'm I'm game to run that back for my debut any day. Uh, it would be a uh, it'd be a great challenge, and uh, I'd look forward to that any day of the week, twice on Sunday. So let's talk about your training a little bit. Everybody knows that uh, IWC trainers are Chris Larusso and Andrew Palace, and they're the best. I, I'm telling you, I, I know there's Seth Rollins out there, there's OVW out there, there's all the other ones. But you have the best in Palace with the wrestling and the cardio. He does speak well. But then you have Chris LaRusso, who's a complete asshole and hates me. But he's great on the mic and he's great wrestling as well. But they're two different people. What did you take away from both of them individually? I have a funny story before I answer that, before I forget from my tryout. Are you going to throw me under the bus? Uh, oh, no. I, from your tryout? So, okay. So I was in. I, I'm, it's 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 not a, a secret. I was in horrible shape for the maybe first uh, two three years of my career, and uh, I I just uh, for my tryout we were doing squats, and Plummer is standing right behind me, and I get maybe I might be giving myself too much credit with saying forty squats, but I'm forty squats in, my legs give out, and I fall into a chair break the chair right in front of Plummer. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's hilarious. So, I fall through the chair, break the chair. When I graduated from the ICWA, I kept the chair, and I'm looking at it right now, because I just moved into a new house, and I have to get hooks to mount it on the wall. But they, Russo let me take the chair. I'm dying over here, I'm sorry. How much I <laughs> suck. Not that he said it that way, I'm saying it that way. But, uh, yeah, I thought you'd get a kick out of that story. I don't know how, like, yeah. Well, you brought up 
kind of, I, I was going to bring it up later. You've had a huge body transformation in the last year and a half or two. And this was going to be a question down the line. What, what did you do? What did you change? What, how did you do this? Because, all right, let, let's pull punches. I'm 44, I'm balding, and I'm fat. Uh, you, you said it yourself. You weren't in the greatest of shapes. Now, you look great now. What did you do? Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, honestly, I saw a country hammer, Jamie Jameson, do it. Jamie is like a brother from another mother. Uh, I love him to death. He's my best friend. And uh, I saw him do it. And he, him and Hooven have been so, and others, uh, have been so helpful with uh, helping me with my diet, any questions about exercising I've had. And uh, I just did keto. So in July, when we came back from COVID, IWC did, in July of 2020, uh, I think it was back in business. Yep. I wrestled LaRusso. At the uh, at the movie theater at the drive-in, Brownsville not, is where yeah, you were. Yeah, I, I am very very disappointed with my performance that day. Uh, I think coming back, I should have been. I wasn't on my A game, and I was like, "Fuck!" I'm like, I need to change something because I want to make a living doing this. I want to get to that next level, and I said, I have to start doing something now because. I'm not getting any younger. It's not that I'm old, but uh, spots are far and few in between, especially at IWC, where we it's the best, the best at IWC, and I got to keep up. Uh, but I was 360 pounds uh, in July of 2020, and then uh, I started doing keto. I started exercising, and it's all about taking the beer, uh, the business seriously. Um, getting in the gym, putting in those hours, working your ass off, even when you don't want to go. Um, and then from there I went from 300, I, what, what was it? 360. And I got down to 245 pounds. That's so that's a whole person, Jason. Yeah, it really is. And that was between, uh, July, 2020 to probably, December of last year, something like that. So keto diet is nothing to mess with. It is intense, and uh, it's one of those things where you got to keep up with it because if you slip, you're going to put all that weight back on so fast. So uh, now it's now it's trying to find a healthy balance, trying to put on muscle, and then also keep trying to cut the weight. And I think I'm on my way of finding that because I feel better than I ever have before in the ring and out of it so uh this it, it feels like it's like starting over again like i feel like a new wrestler because i can do so much more now yeah that change that changes essentially your move set and, and everything that you can be because you you were a bigger guy you were limited to some things that you could do. I mean, you flew around the ring pretty damn good, though, even at 360, you know, doing body presses in the air and everything. But, yeah, you've lost a person. And, like I said, congratulations to you because you look great, dude. You really Thank do. You, sir. Yeah, I appreciate Stop it. that sir shit right now. <laughs> um, one other thing about training I want to talk about, it, was there ever a moment that, you know, after you broke the chair and your legs were ready to fall off, 
Was there ever a moment, though, that said, ah, oh, man, I don't know. I, I don't know. Palace and LaRusso are just beating my ass too much. Maybe, like, after a month that you were going to hang it up? No, it was at the tryout. That was the only uh, time? Yeah. Like, uh, I knew, because I was like, shit, I just broke the chair. Everyone else is perfectly fine. And, like, not that they're fine. No one escapes that tryout fine. We're all mentally scarred somehow. Palace is a great squisher. Palace doesn't fuck around. Palace is an animal. He's a cardio uh, beast. Yeah. And uh, I went out. They're like, go outside, take a breath, uh, get your shit together, and come back in. So uh, when I was out there, I was, like, all sad and depressed. And Katie Arquette came out. This was while she was still training. She kind of gave me, like, a little pep talk. And it wasn't that I was thinking of giving up. I was just like, fuck, maybe. Well, maybe it was a little bit. I was like, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I'm better watching it from the stands than I am in the ring. And I've never, and I always thought, I'll be a wrestler, I'll be be a wrestler, I'll be a wrestler. But like I said, they don't fuck around at IWC. It is the cream of the crop. So uh, Katie came out, gave me a little pep talk, went back in. I muddled through the rest of that tryout. Uh, gave it my best and I guess the reason that I did pass the tryout is I didn't give up I just kept going till I couldn't go anymore and then the rest is history surprisingly there was three people in that uh, training class uh, Titan Dennis Jackson Whoa. Uh, thanks for name dropping that name uh, the referee from 2PW Silver Fox Will Lasher and me and I'm the only one still wrestling right now. So, I mean, uh, it's kind of ironic how I was the biggest fuck-up of that whole tryout, and I ended up, you know, uh, standing the test of time. So It's heart, guts, and desire, right? Absolutely. So, one last thing about training. When you were sitting outside, uh, when you were being security, get ready, because I'll get a lot of hate on this. Um did you ever fall asleep at ringside? Like maybe some other people that we have pictures of that fell asleep because they were oh so busy doing so much stuff. You never fell asleep like the the American devil, daredevil or anything, did you? I, no, I wasn't going to name names. But, uh, I didn't name a name. It's just, it's just, you know. <laughs> no, I never fell asleep at ringside. Uh, I, I'll tell you the one time we were doing a, there was a, spot at the end of the show where it was a pull apart between Justin Plummer and Team Storm. I still got the picture from it. And uh, this isn't like a sleeping story. This is a funny story. So earlier that night, I think it was May of 2018, I believe. It was it was the one show where it was like the comic book poster Aftershock or something like that. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, was that at Whitehall? No, it was it was, it was at court. Time. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, but it was there was a match called it was Balk of course <laughs> Balk Nasty versus Dan Hooven, and Hooven goes for a how uh, like a plancha from the top, and Balk catches him, slams him into me. Chair broke under me, and I hit the back of my head off the guardrail, and I and I got myself screwed up with a concussion. So later in the night. Fast forward to the end of the night. We're doing this pull apart. Someone shoves me. I don't know who it was because I can't remember shit. Someone shoved me. I hit the back of my head off the ring post. Again. And I got double whammied that night, and I was fucked. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you were no, just it, like it, a punching it, bag. 
it's fun. Exactly. Like, don't ever be sorry for laughing because I find the humor in all of this. Uh, but uh, it was. I remember that night because we're doing ring crew, and I'm in the ring trying to take the ring ropes off. I'm like, I'm screwed. And then uh, I was in the back of the car, almost falling asleep. And uh, yeah, it wasn't a fun time, not at all. But hey, it's wrestling and ain't ballet, as they always say. That's right. That's a great. That's a great way of saying it. All right. So we know the backstory. You are a fireman, like outside of wrestling as well. You are a fireman. So why did the desire to bring the fireman into your wrestling character as well? So wrestling is just always who you are, what you are, times a thousand, and. My dad has been a fireman since he was 14, and he's in his mid-50s now. And uh, he was chief for 20 years. We grew up in the fire hall uh, and all that stuff. I still frequent fire hall bars because those are the only bars I love, except the cowboy bar. I love country music. Yeah. But uh, not to get sidetracked. But uh, uh, I grew up in a fire hall, and like I said, you times a thousand. So we're in training. And I remember LaRusso saying, like, you're going to be like, you can gyrate your hips and you can be the sexy fireman and you can do all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm not out of my shell yet. So I'm like, absolutely not. Like, I don't want to do that. And it's like, okay, we'll figure something else out. So uh, fast forward, I was the five alarm fire. That's the moniker we came up with. And it was like uh, still the fireman gimmick, but it wasn't. Over. over it, it wasn't. I'm not. I'm not being a dick. It wasn't over. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, and uh, it was one of those things. It was like I just wasn't comfortable yet. So fast forward. Uh, I forget exactly. I think I was down. Uh, not to name drop, but uh, I was in Tennessee. I went on a trip with Sam Adonis down to Pro Wrestling Mid South. Uh, down in. Uh, Somewhere in uh, northeast Tennessee, uh, northwest Tennessee. So uh, we go there, and I was a heel for the first time. And uh, I'm just I'm just being a heel, and I start doing the gyrations and stuff like that. And I start like it was one of those things like no one knows me down there. It's like uh, let's just try something different, see if it sticks, and it stuck. And uh, that's the maybe I did it before. I'm not entirely sure, but the first time I specifically remember being a little over the top with the uh, sexual innuendos and stuff like that was down in Tennessee. And then when I came back, it was just now it's on instead of five hour fire t shirts, it's sexy fireman hose for the hose. Yeah, I just embraced it a thousand percent. So. Well, it's it's funny that you brought up Sam Adonis's name because one of my questions was, and, and you'll get the reference. Um, did Ray Lynn teach you how to twerk? She did not. Okay, no, but she's given me so much advice on how to do it correctly. Oh, right, exactly. At, at first, at first, I was not doing it. Right. She's like, "No, you got to, you got to get into it. You got to do it." I'm like, "I'm like, okay." So then, uh, then she has she has helped improve my twerking abilities. Uh, so she is definitely, uh, she definitely gets a mention for the help she gave me there. In, in your whole scheme of becoming a professional wrestler, and I know twerking wasn't a thing when we were both children, even when, whenever, but did, did you think that you were going to be twerking as you were breaking chairs at your first if, tryout? If you would have told me, how long, what, over five years five ago, years ago probably, tryout? 
right before my trial. If you would have told me that I would be uh, when I was working at the hospital, like, oh, you're going to be a wrestler. You're going to be training to wrestle in a couple months. And and in four years, three years, you're going to be twerking in front of people you don't know on camera. I would have been like, you're high. Like, <laughs> what are you on? Because I need to know what you're on just in case something happens to you. But now, fast forward five years later, you never know what this business is going to throw at you. It's literally the wild, wild west. So you just got to overcome like adapt with it and try to make the best out of every situation and you're having the time of your life right absolutely like uh it's honestly it's like i said it's always what i wanted to do so as long as i can walk to that ring i'll always be doing it as long as people will book me and want to see me and buy tickets to come see me twerk and do stupid shit i will be doing it until the day i die so uh I don't care if I'm in a wheelchair and you just dump my ass in between the ropes. I'll still do it. Somebody's going to move your ass for you at least then. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, it would probably be Lendl. Lendl would move your ass for you. We need to get, probably. we need to get Lendl to twerk with you one time. Uh, I, I, next time he is in the ring with me, I'm going to do it. And you can look back at this podcast and he can regret his name ever being brought up on this podcast. Anytime I can throw Lendl under the bus because we have a real good relationship, I will throw Lendl under the bus. <laughs> all right. Back up and go back over. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. This is where I want to know who the sexy fireman is. You kind of referenced it a little bit, but this is where I'm going to make my comparison. Two of the three have been clearly mentioned. I, I brought up Dusty for a, a reason. You you got the body type of Dusty, you have the comedic skill of Dusty, you have the moveset of Dusty, so Dusty is one of my guesses. You brought up HBK, so I think the love of HBK is part of it as well. And in your other one, because I always make a comparison of three, I think you got a lot of Scotty Too Hottie in you. And it's not because of the sexy fireman or anything, I think that at some point you're going to pull off the worm in your fucking career. I I will try, I will go down to the training building and give it a shot next week. So I'm just going to pull it out just as a little Easter egg, just for you guys. So am I close? Am, am I close with uh? I know two of the three I hit right on the right on the ball. Who who would you say else is uh, the sexy fireman? I use a lot of Triple H's move sets, especially in 2PW. I've always used the Double A Spine Buster, and I grew up watching Triple H. Of course, it's an Arn Anderson move, but uh, I love that move since I was a kid. Uh, I'm starting to use the – I'm trying to hit opponents with those, uh, like how they'd go for the back body drop. He'd hit them, go down with them with a knee. Oh, yeah. Not the hard race knee, but the other knee. Uh yeah, like stuff like that. I incorporate a lot of because uh, Triple H, I think, is one of the best. I love Triple uh, H. It's the perfect example of uh, just he knew what worked for him, and he didn't have to do flips and all that. Like sometimes I pull out a suicide dive or stuff like that, but uh, I think he's one of the best. He just uh, he just it's it's in him. So if that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Let's find out a little bit more about Jason and let's step away from wrestling for a minute. So you talked about loving country bars and I'm there with you, bro. I, this is where we need to go have a couple beers and just throw them down and enjoy ourselves. But what else do you do? Are you a video game nerd? Do you like the experience in the outdoors? Anything like that? Honestly, my life revolves around the paranormal, 
professional wrestling. And uh, that's about it, honestly. Uh, I mean, I love horror movies. I love, like, I am the biggest. Have you ever seen the show Supernatural? Yeah. I am the biggest mark for Supernatural. I have posters all over my walls of them. I have it tattooed on my arm. I've watched the show four times through, and I'm still doing it now. I'm on season 12 now. I I can never get tired of that show. I love that show. It's always because I've always loved the ghost, and I'm like, hey, there's a ghost thing on here, the lady in white and all that stuff. And then I started watching Supernatural, and I love it. I have the Pop Funkos. I have books. I have everything. And then that kind of branched to those Conjuring movies based on true stories of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yes, those are amazing. I, I love and those. And then I just watched all of those. Uh, the Curse of La Llorona, not a lot of people talk about it, but it's in there, and it's a, a very good movie. It's about the lady in white uh, based on, I believe, Mexican folklore. Nice. Yeah. So uh, when you're not doing any of that, what's a, like, a relaxing day, though? Do you do you ever take a step away from wrestling or paranormal and just like that's it? I'm just gonna chill. Not really. No, no because I'm either reading the book on ghosts, uh, in the gym training for wrestling, or watching Supernatural. Like it's literally like I don't. When it comes to that, it's I don't need a break from it because it's what I go to when I need a break. Do you still so, do fire calls as well? I do, yeah. yeah. Uh, we just did. Uh, I just had two calls last night. We had a uh, reported structure fire, and then we had uh, that turned out to be nothing. A lot of that, like, uh, of course, you can't say it always turns out to be nothing, but uh, a lot of false alarms and AFAs, like uh, the alarms triggered by some way. But uh, I've been in my fair share of, well, not. Uh, my fair share of working fires is I have hilarious stories from there. Well, not hilarious, but yeah, yeah. Me, me, I, I was right by me. somebody's house and it burnt down. That was fucking funny. Come on. No, like <laughs> stuff that happens to me because whenever you're on a fire call, you get tunnel vision because you focus. And I'm like, we had a fire in Irwin and uh, it started in the basement coming up. And I didn't mean like funny towards uh, I know. someone losing their property, but I was walking in the front. Uh, and I had my toe in my hand, and I'm just looking forward to going upstairs and seeing, like, what's up there and what I can do. And I didn't realize part of the floor was missing. So it's oh, like that wild, it's like that Wiley Coyote uh, cartoon where you're over the hole and you look down and then you, like, stay there for a second, look at the camera, and then fall. But someone grabbed me at the very last second. I was one foot over the hole and one foot on the ground pulled me back. And uh, that could have been disastrous. And then uh, earlier this year, just uh, we had another fire and someone someone decided it was a good idea to kind of knock down the pillar in my direction that I was standing. I just got out of it at the nick of time. But the uh, it was like a 600 pound wooden pillar for a porch knocked me in the air path and almost knocked my ass out. So uh, I've had some close calls, but uh yeah, I still run calls. Uh, try my best. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm busy because I still got to do my Monday through Friday. I still got to get my gym time in every day. So kind of like Ghost, uh, the fire service kind of took a back seat a little bit because wrestling is life and wrestling is everything. So uh, to me, it's more important to get in the gym 
And not that it's not more important, but priority-wise, get in the gym. It's your goal, it's your life, it's your passion is essentially what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, and then if I have free time, if if I'm around whenever a fire fire call comes in, I'll go down and do my best. This wasn't a question that I wrote down, but after hearing some stories, do you have good luck at all? Because you no, <laughs> I say this to everybody. Everyone can attest to it. If I didn't have bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Oh, I feel for you, man. I do. I, I just tanned for the first time the uh, on uh, Sunday. And uh, there was this pretty girl working the booth. And, of course, I'm all macho. She's like, I'm like, just you can just put me in for ten minutes if you could, please. And she's like, well, if it gets too hot at five, come out since it's your first time. I, I'm fine. I'm fine, yo. I can already I'm see fun. this. I'm like Larry the Lobster from SpongeBob. <laughs> I am just completely covered in red right now. And I got to and I got to wrestle with three RW this weekend. So my dumbass, right before we have this call, guess what I did? Went tanning. Oh my god. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. I'm the sexy fireman, guys. Uh, damn it. And uh, You're going to be as red as the belt that you have. Exactly. <laughs> that is the goal. That's your goal. That's good. At least you have a goal for this Saturday. Hopefully you retain it. You will retain it. Um, You're killing me. You're killing me. What tape study do you do? And, and you go back, and I, I know we talked about Dusty, which essentially means you watch some flair stuff, but do you go farther back? Uh, not really. Uh, I try to, if I go back and try to watch some tape, it's from like the late 80s. Uh, Barry Windham yes. is literally the best. He is the cream of the crop, too. Uh, should just His name should be up there with Flair and Michaels and all that stuff. He's just so smooth and so good. And I could watch Barry Windham matches. For the rest of my life, I'd be satisfied. The, the and, new uh, Barry Wyndham, and I'm not jumping over you, but sorry. The new Barry Wyndham to me is Zach Nystrom. I'm just saying, absolutely. I put that out there. He he is so good in the ring. He is amazing. I, I love everything that he does. Yeah, and I'm not trying to like suck up or kiss ass, but I've said this to them. I've said this to other people in the locker room, and I've said this to people like uh, my family. Zach Nystrom and Elijah Dean are the best in the area, if not the whole wrestling business. And I, every time I pay attention to the whole show and I try to watch everything, but I never, ever miss a money shot match because their matches, they all like this match with Bear Country from last Saturday. Unbelievable. Had me me on the edge of my seat. I loved it. Yeah. They're my favorite to get in the ring with. They're my favorite to watch. And they are the best of the best right now. And and you can't, without talking about Money Shot, you can't not talk about Young Tony and the master of the whole scheme of Money Shot, the lovely dime piece. Because all four of them, for IWC, get ready. Because I may get some hate for this. They are the group running the place. They are essentially the four horsemen of IWC right now. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I mean, I yeah. Uh, like I said, they're the best. They're great. Uh, I love watching them. But you should take uh, the titles away off of them. Damn it. Yeah. 
What did you say? You should take the titles off of them. <laughs> I could try. Yes. But they're damn good. I, uh, it'd be a tough test. But uh, I've been in the ring with uh, young Tony a couple times. Uh, he's one of my favorites to get in there, too, with. Uh, he always pushes me. It's always a test. We did some shows. Uh, we did the Proving Ground series. I'm really proud of that match. Uh, we did a match in 2PW. And ha- just messing with the dime piece every single time I'm out there is hilarious. We should bring the toilet paper back, don't you think? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the the pandemic hit, and then it became a little scarce there for a while. You're right. But, it did. But, uh, but I think... Uh, I think uh, I would enjoy seeing Van Dyne get pelted with toilet paper and make my day. It's a per- it's a Pittsburgh classic in December, so December fourth we need to bring the toilet paper back. Absolutely, absolutely. How much wrestling do you get to watch today? And is there uh, an organization? I mean, essentially, we know that you have legitimate friends in AEW. Do you put a lot of time in AEW, WWE, New Japan? Which one do you you know trickle to more? Honestly, uh, I mean, I love watching wrestling. I don't have, uh, I try to watch it as much as humanly possible. If I do watch anything, it's AEW just to see what uh, Britt and Wardlow are up to. Yep. Uh, and just watch their stuff. Anytime I know someone who's going to be on AEW Dark or anything like that, I'll watch that. Uh, I try to watch as much as I can, but it's really hard. There's so much content out there now. There's the NWA, Impact, WWE, AEW, New Japan, everything. And you have IWTV. Right. Uh, They have everything, too. So there's so much to consume and not enough hours in the day to consume it. So I'll catch a glimpse of it here and there on clips on Facebook. And uh, if there's like something that I definitely want to watch, like the cage match with Wardlow and uh, Cody Rhodes from early Dynamite, I'll watch that. Uh, and like if I hear if I see something having a lot of buzz on Facebook or something, like that match was fantastic. Like the Daniel Bryan Kenny Omega match, unbelievable rampage. Uh, I saw like I saw it was getting good reviews on the internet, so I went and watched it, and it was a pretty good match. Yeah. So, uh, but you're right. That's what I base my wrestling off of is what the internet says because the internet never lies. <laughs> Especially, listen to us. We never lie either. You're right. <laughs> um, you're right, though. There, there's so much out there that if – I'm going to throw it out there right now. If WWE is not your thing anymore, take a break from it and go watch New Japan. Watch Impact. Watch whatever the hell you want. My biggest thing is right now is people need to stop fighting about wrestling. Which one's better? Which one's better? Which one's better? Just sit down and enjoy it. Support your indies, right? Exactly. We all fell in love with this business for a reason. And just because, like like we said, there's so much out there. If you don't like one thing, watch another. You will never be short on content in their streaming services to watch old stuff. Like, the thing about wrestling is, like, it never goes out of, like, date. Like, you can go back and watch the uh, old stuff, like, from the 70s sometimes, and you're still entertained because... Like, it's just one of those things. I'm trying to find a good way to say this. Wrestling will never age badly. No, that's perfect. Well said. And we're going to look back in 10 years and think about some of the matches happening on Raw now. Like, that's not that bad. Because wrestling's a universal language, I think. No matter if you're in Japan 
or in America or in New England, the point of wrestling is to evoke emotion, just like music. There's different genres of music, country, rock, all that stuff. But the point of a song or the point of a wrestling match is to get you to feel something. And I think everyone, no matter who you look to for your entertainment, a certain superstar, a certain show, a certain company, you'll they'll pull something out of you if you just stop, if you suspend your disbelief and just let yourself be entertained and stop criticizing everything like people love to do. I, I agree. Jason, I only have a couple more questions for you, then I'll let you go because I'm sure you're going to go train or do something really cool tonight, and I'm just going to edit this podcast together. But um, can you look back at yourself when you're getting that bear hug by Robbie and now say, I don't believe I'm actually doing this? Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, uh, like I always had a feeling that there's some stuff like I'm, I'm, I enjoy paranormal. I enjoy firefighting. It's stuff that I'm good at, but I feel like my passion, my life's purpose is to wrestle. I feel like it's like fate. If you believe in that stuff and looking back, like when I was five years old, I'm 24 now, 19 years ago. If you would have, I, yeah, my math is right. I think nineteen years ago. Close enough. Like, uh, yeah, like it has to. Like, it's kind of like destiny. Like, I felt like this since I was a kid. I knew this was what I was going to do, and now I'm doing it, and I'm putting paying my dues, and I'm trying my best to get to that next level. And the whole thing is just not giving up. Keep uh, pounding the pavement, and keep that gas to the floor, and keep going till I can. So. Uh, if I do that and I try my best every night, I'll look back. If Even if I don't make it to get contracts and stuff like that, as long as I try my best every night, I'll be happy with the, the work I put out. Nice. I, I, I like that attitude. I really do. Because there's a lot of people that say the only goal that you have is to get signed by any of the big ones that we've already mentioned. So, um. Two more big questions that I always have, but one is just a generic one, so I'll I'll go with the generic uh, third question. Where do you want to go wrestle? And I'm not saying AEW. Like, Would you like to go to the UK, Mexico, uh, Japan, anything like that? Where where are like three spots that you're like, I want to wrestle there before my career is, air quotes, over? Uh, I would want to wrestle everywhere and anywhere that someone wants to see me in a wrestling that's ring. Such but, a, that's such a generic answer. I hate you right yeah, now for that. But, no, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm going to give you three specific places. Okay. Las Vegas, because I love Las Vegas. Uh, Los Angeles, anywhere out west pretty much. And uh, down in Texas. So if I could make it to Nevada, California, and Texas, those are like, I love the south. I love the just the environment of being out west so if i could get paid to go there to do what i love that's just fantastic icing on the cake yes nice all right so i I always ask this but i have the the caveat Uh, i want to know your dream match and it can be against anybody that's ever wrestled period you know we can reincarnate them and you can have that match but the two things is i want to know where you want it like where if you're going to say texas fine and what stipulation do you want in a match oh god uh, <laughs> i don't know why you guys think this is like the hardest question i've ever asked 
No, it's going to take. Uh, so obviously, if I could wrestle anyone in their prime, it would be Barry Windham, just because there's so much I could learn from that. Uh, I really don't care where it happens. We'll just say, let's just say uh, Charlotte. Just in, uh, I thought you'd say Sweetwater, Texas, but all right, Sweetwater, Texas, that works too. So in in Zach Nystrom. In Barry Windham's hometown of Sweetwater, Texas, me and Barry Windham. Uh, stipulation. Uh, I don't know. Uh, not a not a like a hardcore match because that's not any of our fortes. No. Uh, maybe just a uh, just a thirty minute Iron Man match. Not sixty. Yeah. I don't want to die. Those are overrated. Maybe, maybe, maybe just a 15, 30-minute Iron Man. A 15-minute Iron Man. I don't think that we've even heard of that. But if you're going to make a 15-minute... They used to have those in the video games, in like SmackDown versus Raw. I guarantee you there was 15-minute Iron Man matches. So if it's in a video game, it's I real. have it in real life. Okay, yeah, because everything on a video game is just as real as everything on the internet. Exactly. Uh, you've been in the business for four years, okay? You have a little sexy fireman coming up to you because he loves you. He wants to be just like you when he grows up. What advice do you tell him about the wrestling business without completely crushing him, saying this, that, but what advice do you give the little sexy firemen out there or girls, just the fire people? So the sexy fire people out there, if anyone ever came up to me and asked for advice on wrestling, uh, one and this is just from firefighting. You gotta have thick skin. Uh, it's just sometimes in life, you just, I'm not saying how much, I, I wanna say this the right way. Just uh, be open to taking advice. Uh, and if you don't like the advice you're getting, say thank you i appreciate that you took time to give me advice and then move on but just be open-minded don't be too uh sensitive like you know what i'm trying to say right yeah i know exactly what you're trying to say listen like essentially what you're saying is if there's a veteran in a room it says this this and this and you're like oh that doesn't fit my gimmick my forte whatever just say thank you for your advice and move along to maybe somebody else and see what, because everybody's got advice. I'm sure you got advice from, you know, Jenny to Dombrowski to LaRusso to anybody always has something to say to you. And I'm not throwing any of them under the bus, but they all have something to say to you, but it's you that has to make that decision where you want to go. Yeah. Like it's one of those things. Like if I don't feel like, if they're like, you should really cut this promo. Like, this would be great. And if I don't feel comfortable cutting that promo, then it's not going to come off genuinely. Right. And then it's going to be a shitty promo. So it's one of those things like, okay, I understand. Thank you. I'll take that into consideration. And then just take their advice to heart, think about it, and then just go on with what you think is best for you. So, and that's the thing about wrestling. We're all looking out for each other. I know sometimes this business, there's like, there's, politics and drama and bullshit but the majority of us just want everyone to succeed and have fun and make money doing what they love and uh when people give you advice it's just genuine advice to try to make you better but 
yeah, just keep a. So if I had any advice, always be don't always be prepared for anything. Take any advice you can and uh, keep an open mind. And it's one of those things, different flavors of ice cream. Everyone has a different opinion on everything. It's not going to match yours. But, uh, yeah, just be open-minded and be prepared. You were in some great locker rooms. Uh, I will vouch from IWC, everybody that I've ever talked to, it's a family at IWC. It's a family at 2PW. Uh, I would think, you know, you're not going to link yourself to something crappy. And again, I don't know much about 3RW because it just came back and I need to get sink my teeth into that. But I, I would think is you, uh, I don't know you as personally as I know some of the other guys, but I know of you and we, we've crossed paths. I feel that you wouldn't link yourself to an organization that is just full of dastardly and disgusting people because that's talking to you being a fireman and you know everything you have a heart so you don't want to work for a company that's going to just shit on other workers there yeah yeah uh 3rw it's making a comeback and i like like we said it hasn't been around for 20 years so this saturday is really like the the relaunch of it and i think the tagline they were using it was something about uh let me check. I don't want to get this wrong. It was uh, something about old school wrestling or the uh, retro wrestling revival. Yes, is what it is. So they definitely the uh, they they have they have where they want to go with the retro wrestling revival, and we're just going to it's another platform for guys to get reps in uh, and get some experience, and it's also a place that they gave me a chance. Uh, I'm the because. I'm the champion there. So they uh, put faith in me and it's a place where I can hone the skills on promos and matches and stuff like that and try to uh, drive forward and make it just as reputable as 2PW and IWC and another place for this area to want to go watch wrestling. Yeah, there, there's four weekends out of the month. One IWC, one 2BW, and then one we can make it be 3RW. That, that's great. Yeah. That's three great weekends for me. And, and I'm out of the house, so my wife will be happy, too. <laughs> All right, last question, and this is this is a strong one. Then I let you sell your merch and do your, your socials. Um, what has wrestling brought to you? Honestly, uh, wrestling has brought lifelong friends that... Uh, one second, I'm trying to get my socials up so I don't have it queued up and ready. But uh, wrestling has brought me friends that I will have for a lifetime. Uh, we, it's a family, and it's like the family that I was, I wanted. Not that I don't want to. <laughs> Not that I don't want to be with the family that I have right now because I love my family. But like, you just dug yourself a hole with your real family. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> But, uh, like, like, uh, my friends in wrestling, I will have till the day I die and I love all of them. Uh, and it's cool that we have people from different walks of life, uh, all bonding over the love of professional wrestling. And, uh, like I would not trade anything in the world for the friends that I have. I would they're my rider dies 
uh, I would die for any one of them. And uh, they're my best friends forever. So uh, there's a bond that you share, like with these men and women, when you're training and you're in cars and you're putting your bodies through hell with these people just for the love of it. And that's something that you can't replicate. That's that's amazing. That's emotional as well, too. Uh, Jason, all right. Tell everybody your socials. Sell your hose for hose shirt. Okay, so I'll start with that because I know that from the top of my head because I was really happy no one else had that URL. My Pro Wrestling Tea store is at ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Sexy Fireman. Uh, my Instagram is JasonTyler5AF. And I think that also goes for my your, Twitter. Your Twitter as well. And my Facebook is Jason Tyler. It's a page. I just want a profile. It's just an athlete page. Uh, and then that's all my socials. Yeah, it's that easy. I, al- I also have a TikTok, but I don't post anything on it. So uh, I'll have to get on that. Yeah, you should have a. You should teach us how to do your twerking style and then invite Ray Lynn on and then do like the split, the split screen and have people vote who twerks better, you or Ray Lynn. I know I'm jobbing to that. Trust me. <laughs> I, I can't twerk that well, okay? Well, you're going to practice. You're going to build this up. You're, you're going to continue to build this up because there's other people that can help you out as, as well. You have Paris Sahara that is out there dancing on them as well. You need to link with all these people because this is just a, a, a moneymaker for you on TikTok. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I'm setting it up for you. Remember, I get 10%. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll, I'll put it on my OnlyFans. Oh, my God. That's a joke. I don't have an OnlyFans. It was a joke. Oh, that's what I want. That The last question, then I'll let you go. When are we getting the Sexy Fireman calendar? Oh, good Lord. This question has plagued me for years now. Years. Well, because you have these women that just panter over firemen and holding hoses and other axes and shit that you guys have in the, I'm not a fireman that you have at the firehouse come on um Damien's out there taking pictures Hooven used to be a photographer it, you got to you have the links right there the the, the so, people that will help you so funny story uh so I was at Seven Springs with Chess Flexer okay <laughs> He's like, we need to do Valentine's Day cards, which I sold at my merch table for a while. And uh, we went up to Seven Springs in my fire gear, shirtless, with just my coat on and my bunker pants, and did a photo shoot up there for the calendar. Because Plumber, so Plumber's like, you need to do a calendar. I'm like, okay, I'll do it because it's the boss. He wants you to do it. You do, like... What he not that you have to do what he wants, but if you want to get booked at IBC, you should do what he wants. So it's like, okay, I'll do this calendar, and I go up and I take photos and I show him these photos, and you know what he says to me? He you laughs. Need more skin. You need more I'm like, skin. I'm like plumber. I'm like plumber. No, 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 no. I said this is as much skin as I'm showing, and I'm like. Dear, like, it took me a lot to come out of my show and take those photos in front of strangers on the ski lifts and stuff like that. And it, like, I am a very, I'm not, I'm introverted. Like, 
I think that's how you say it. It like, is. I'm not, I'm not a very like uh, what Out, you see outgoing. On, yeah. What you see on wrestling is me not cranked up to ten. It's cranked up to ten billion because at home I'm just like not that I'm unsocial. It's like uh, it takes a lot to get me out of my shell. So I'm a little shy. So. When I'm in the ring, all that flies out the window, and I'm like a madman with my twerking and hip thrusting and stuff like that. But it took me a lot to do those photos. The plumber's like, "I need more skin." I'm like, "I'm like, you're not getting any." So, so that's why. Are you still? How about? Still there? Yeah, I'm there. How? how okay, I'm, I'm just thought, thinking. I my phone hung up. No, how about like we have a month and a half. We have a month and a half. Maybe we we just do an IWC calendar, and we can put this together and, and send them out, and we'll sell them in January. So you at least because it's going to take a month to make them. Yeah, you can be August since it's really hot in August. You will have to show skin though. I mean, we'll be able to get other people. Katie needs to be part of it, and you know whoever else that we we you know we can fake the snow. Well, the snow is going to be there in December. We'll yeah. just take pictures. We need to get this going. I agree. You do need to. You should just do the classic one where you have the helmet over your cock and balls. Essentially, is what you need. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am putting a kibosh to that idea right now. No. 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 No, my friend. They. Um, they all can be taken in prior to the event. Um. In December, we'll just have you guys all posing in the ring. This way, it's part of the IWC whole atmosphere, and then you just have to do it there. Plumber, yeah, I'll, I'll just call Jenny because Justin's a dink; he won't listen. But Jenny will go with this. She's the boss. She knows where the money is. Yeah, Jen, Jenny is the the uh, just the captain of the ship, just like Plumber. So if you get a hold of her, I will do August. I just don't have. It's like I don't have the content. Well, I do have the content, but I don't have enough ideas to cover me twelve months without it being untasteful. So, so I'd rather I, I'd rather be a part of a bigger scheme than just me in situations. Let's just say situations. That sounds so sexual. You were set up, by the way. I, I, I will, I will yeah. never tell who uh, set you up on that question. Wait, someone asked you that question to ask me? Yeah. I think I know the motherfucker who it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a great interview, and that's the best way to end it, right? <laughs> I, had a, I had a great time. We, we have to get a panel for Ghost. I agree. I agree. Hooven and me. Yes. You know Shauna Reed? You know of her at least. I've never met her before. I've never talked to her before, but we have common interest in wrestling and ghosts, so I'm sure we can find something to talk about on the podcast. I agree. I I, I need to set this up that maybe that's going to be something we do after the holidays with the holidays coming up. Set a weekend down. I can come to Pittsburgh and grab you and Hooven and bring my equipment down there, and then we'll just call Shauna in uh, Ohio. Yes, we're, we're making this shit happen. I'm going to send out a mass text, text about this shortly. And shortly meaning like within a week. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, as that's still on the podcast, us setting it up and everything, um, Jason, again, thank you for stopping by Can Crushers tonight. This was a blast. Uh, best of luck this weekend at 3RW as you defend. I'm not going to say you're going to lose. I'm going to say as you defend your championship and continue to hold that. Hopefully you hold that just as long as 20 years as the Highlander has. And I'll see you December 4th, right, at the Pittsburgh Classic. Yep, I will be there December 4th, IWC in Elizabeth, uh, 2PW, not this Saturday, but next Saturday on the 20th up in Worthington, and then this weekend, uh, 3RW in McMechan. Yep, you're all over the place, brother. All right, but thanks for stopping by again. We'll see you soon. Yep, I'll see you guys. I am such a mark. I really am. Oh, my God. I went nuts once he talked about the paranormal again. And it started to go back and listen to the Hooven interview. And then last week's interview with Shauna Reed. And now Jason Tyler, the sexy fireman. All of a sudden, I'm inviting myself and planning this big-ass paranormal thing that we're going to go to Alcatraz. Because that's where I want to go. Sean is in. I'm sure Hooven wouldn't mind. Jason was up because he wants to go to the West Coast. I'm going to join. I'm going to start making my own paranormal team and let them do the work. And I'm just going to be hiding behind them. I'm, I'm super pumped about this. Uh, we talked a little bit off air. We need to make this happen. Plus, you heard us schedule it kind of on air as well. Guys, make sure you head to 3RW this weekend. Watch... The sexy fireman defend his title. Yes, I'm going to say he is defending it. I don't care. And then he's going to be at 2PW. Then he's going to be at IWC. He's going to be all over the place. Enjoy wrestling. It is so much fun. Jason makes wrestling fun as well. This was a great interview. We just threw shit against the wall and talked. Man, did I piss him off about the calendar, though, huh? Yeah, I pissed him off about the calendar. Hopefully we can get that working. Jenny. Can we can we get this calendar thing working? I I'll take some pictures. We can we can set this up. Yeah. All right, guys. Remember, I love bringing wrestling to you. If you guys want to hear from somebody, send us your name. Send us their name. I don't care who you. No, I'm kidding. Reach out to us. We'll reach out to the wrestler. We'll get him on a podcast. We'll do something stupid like we just did with a sexy fireman and talk wrestling. Get into some of their stuff that they love and everything. I love this part of the podcast. Getting to know the wrestlers. Remember, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called the garbage can, not a garbage cannot. Yeah.